Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Arethal's Fic Broken Things, read to you by Duke Boop on AO3 or The Secret Fanny on Tumblr. Chapter 3, Prize. You know this would have all been so much easier if we had been able to bring Cosmo. That animal is too recognizable. Once you go around saving and restoring planets with a giant blue, teleporting wolf at your side, word tends to get around. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen now. Lance glanced over at Axa, who was casually surveying the surroundings for any signs of a threat. We are going to find Keith, and he's going to take one look at us and go, Where's my wolf? Is my wolf okay? Have you been giving him his daily belly rubs? He's that type of dog person. Axa casts a confused look in his direction, apparently satisfied they were not about to be under attack. Actually, if there was a comparison, the Gara would have would be closer to your species of feline. As much as I appreciate you giving me so many new ideas for Keith's next birthday present, I seriously don't get it, Axa. Lance shook his head, trying to get his best to sho- trying his best to shove away the images of Keith in Catwoman spandex that had popped into his mind unwarranted. How do you know? How do you and Veronica get along if you don't understand jokes or sarcasm? He gave her a slightly condescending pat on the shoulder before opening a secured communications channel from the panel on the wrist of his blade uniform. It was only a second before Pidge's face appeared on the screen. Hey, Lance greeted. Axa and I just landed on Zalir. What's your location? We just passed Noreem in the Alino quadrant, she replied. We still have 20 of our vargas before we reached salir are hunk and shira with you she nodded as a shout of hi lance was heard somewhere off screen a smile crossed lance's face as he raised his voice as much as he dared hi hunk how are you doing dude lance he focused his attention back on pidge taking note of the small frown tucking at the corners of her mouth since you're already there i just warn want to warn you to be careful she glanced to her left where Lance assumed Shira was sitting just off screen. I've been doing some research on the Carvacel, trying to figure out as much as I can so we are not going into this blind. What I found is not good. I can't believe I'm telling you to use more specific language, Lance snorted. What do you mean by not good? A grin flashed briefly across her face. I was just dumbing it down for you. I know how much you hate big words. She sifted in her seat. The smile vanishing. They are doing something, but we haven't been able to figure it out. They go to planets that are in crisis or at war, or planets that have large cities with high crime rates. They take captives and bring them back to Zalir. And the number of captives that actually leave the planet is only 0.8%. The numbers don't mean much to Lance, but he saw how nervous it made Pidge. And that was something he could understand. Whatever the plan is, she continued, you need to be careful. Axel leaned towards Lance so she could be seen in the call. We landed our ship in a wooded area just outside the city limits so as to avoid detection. As we were flying, I remember seeing a large building at the city center. Definitely something large enough to house thousands of captives. Based on your your information, that would be the first place we should check. Then that's what we'll do. Lance gave Axel a decisive look before turning back to the screen. Pidge. Guys, I don't want to wait another day for you to get here. Keith has already been with them for four days already, and that's already too long. 
Given the information you gave us, Pidge, I say we move on, move in now. We will find a way into this building and start doing recon. The least we can do is find out where he's being held while we wait for you to arrive. He had expected some resistance, but after a moment of silence, Shiro's face appeared at the top of the screen. Remember, these, Gal- these are Garlo rebels, and they attacked a squad of the Blade. They cannot know who you are, or you'll be putting your lives in just as much danger. Lance gave a curt nod. We find disguises, then we go in. Axa, send Pidge our exact location so they know where so they will know where to land. We will try to contact you as soon we as we have more any information, but you have not heard from us by the time you arrive. Shiro, you are to assume Axa and I have been captured, so proceed with caution. Understood. Affirmative, Pidge agreed. Be careful, came Hunk's voice from the back of the ship. You too. Lance ended the call and turned back to Axa, only to find her watching him, a curious expression on her usual on her usually unbreathable face. What? She just gave a little shrug. It's just, Keith always spoke about your leadership qualities. I guess I can see it all now, is all. She rose to her feet and Lance followed a moment later, reeling from the unexpected compliment. Keith thought I would make a good leader? Axel walked towards the ship. Didn't he ever tell you that? She grabbed hold of the door and swung herself up into the cockpit. Let me send the green pallet in our location so we can be on our way. Pidge, Lance corrected distractedly, more to himself than his traveling companion. It it took only a couple ticks before Axel was climbing down again, and the two of them were making their way through the forest toward the city. Can I ask you something? Lance broke off the silence after several minutes of walking. What is, what is with you and Keith? Axel gave him a confused look. I don't think I understand what you mean. Well, like... Lance tried to find the right words without being too blunt about it. Okay, so it always kind of seemed that there was a weird connection between you two. Like you shared something. Axa came in to, came to an abrupt halt. Is that why you never liked me? Um, what? Then you shouldn't, Then, but then you shouldn't. The fact that I'm with your sister clear that up? Lance held out his hands, prompting, again, what? Axel leveled back to look at him. If I'm not mistaken, you seem to be asking if Keith and I ever slept together, which would explain why you never liked me. But since I'm currently sleeping with your- Gah! Lance leaped back, waving his hands violently as he could erase those words from existence. Why would you- I mean, I don't ever want to hear- Wait, did you? Did I? You and Keith? You know I'm dating your sister. Why? It's not like it's unheard of to be attracted to- you know, both, he finished lamely. He tried to save his face by hurrying on. And even if you are only into girls, Keith is... What did Lance want to say? What was the proper way of putting this without giving away more than he wanted to? Keith is turning around with a sheepish smile and a blackening frying pan in one hand as the smoke alarm blared overhead. Throwing a stick at for Cosmo and laughing as the wolf zapped through the air in the blink of an eye, dropped it, dropping on top of his master, tail-wagging furiously. Standing on the porch with concern in his eyes, reaching out without a word to pull Lance into a hug. Waving goodbye as he climbed into the ship of the, in his Blade of Marmora uniform. He's, you know, Lance continued, waving his hands in a vague gesture that obviously meant nothing to Axa. He's, like, attractive or whatever. 
He could feel his face heating up and thought for a moment of just fully committing to his embarrassment and pulling the hood over his head. The look Axa gave him showed clearly of what she thought of his statement. I have to deal with this enough during my missions, she said gruffly. I'm not here to gossip. We have more important things to attend to. Lance was left alone and embarrassed as she rolled around and started off through, again through the trees. He hurried to catch up. Lance had expected that to be the end of it, but it, it was only a moment before Axa broke the silence. If you must know, however, the relationship I share with Keith is one I value highly. We have saved each other's lives on multiple occasions. He's someone I am certain I can rely on, someone who will not betray me or double-cross me, as so many others have done. He makes me feel comfortable because I know he would never ask anything of me that I was not willing to give. He is one of the few people in the universe who I have told about my past. Her gaze was fixed straight ahead as she continued. He knows that I have not had the best experience with men. So no. To answer your question, Keith and I have not slept together, and the likelihood of that ever happening is absolute zero. She glanced at him, the tension leaving her features slightly. But of course I can see he is attractive. Many people are attractive. But not many would jump to defend you without a second thought. Lance nodded. He tried seeing X's words as a good thing, but it's impossible to shake the slamming feeling of jealousy slithering through his chest, because the fact remained that Keith and X were close. They had gone on many missions together. They had saved planets together. They had each other's backs. They shared deep secrets, deep, intimate details of their lives that may that they may have not shared with anyone else. At least I've been for them, for him when he needs me, instead of just the other way around. Follow my lead, and keep out of and keep to the shadows. Axel broke broke Lance from his thoughts with a hand on his arm and a whisper in his ear. He looked up to see that to see they had reached the outskirts of the city. For now, we put our hoods up, but we sh definitely should get out of these blade uniforms as soon as possible. Axa. Lance chided, you have a girlfriend. Stop trying to get me to strip. He flashed her a, her a grin and a wink before pulling his hood over his head. Axa groaned and pushed past him, moving silently and stealthily along the side of the nearest building. If the universe had been a city, Zalir would have been the slums. Aliens of all races and species lurked in dark alleys or trudged down the street shooting dirty looks at anyone who passed by. Sounds of fighting came from all around. Gunshots, arguing, children crying. Garbage and rubble littered the streets, and Lance caught sight of half-starved alien creatures scurrying in and out of the shadows. Lance and Axa bought outfits from the street vendor and hurriedly changed out of their blade uniforms, which alleviated the anxiety of squeezing Lance's chest. Walking through the city, he had been all too aware of how starkly he and Axa stood out in their pristine blade uniforms amidst all the poverty, poverty and dependency. As he expected, they received much less attention after the change of clothes, and they made their way towards the large stadium-like building at the center of the city with ease. The closer they drew to the building, the thicker the crowd became until there was a steady stream of aliens shuffling forward in several wobbly lines. Axel pulled Lance aside and they peered at the entrance from the shadows of a nearby shop. Should we just try to walk in with the crowd? Lance asked, feeling unsure. Axel shook her head. No, look, there's a checkpoint outside the main entrance. Do you see the guards? 
They're taking tickets or punch cards or something equivalent. Either way, it doesn't look like we will be able to just walk in. We'll have to find another entrance. They slided casually away from the stream of people sauntering around the side of the building. Luckily, they did not appear to be any guards patrolling the perimeter. And about halfway along the outer wall, they came to a door with alien letters stamped on it. It's written in Galren, Axa told them. It says, Deliveries. We will enter here. Well, I hope you can pick a lock because I sure as hell can't. Not for a lack of trying, mind you, Lance sighed. They make it so easy in the movies, but in real life, it's actually... You've already done it. Congratulations, Axa. You'd make an excellent super spy. She pulled the door open and the two of them quietly slipped inside. Their luck continued as they entered a dimly lit and seemingly occupied storeroom. Veronica has shown me several of those spy movies. She kept her voice low as they made their way towards the door on the opposite side of the room. And if you are correct, the work I did with Lotor and while in Lotor's employ would have made me a very good super spy. Lance let out a groan. No wonder you and Keith get along so well. You are also annoyingly cool. His face slipped into a look of sincerity as he continued. Thank you, though, for coming with me, I mean. I wouldn't have gotten far without you. They reached the door, but Axa paused for a moment. Her fingers brushed the handle. You are welcome, and for what it's worth, Lance, I will admit, I don't hate your company. Lance chuckled, waving his hands in front of his face. Whoa, slow down there, buddy. That's quite a statement. Are you sure you're ready for that kind of commitment? That was sarcasm. Lance flung both of his arms into the air in a triumphant gesture. Yes, yes it was. Man, Veronica's going to be so proud of all I've taught you when we get back to Earth. He patted her on the shoulder. But seriously, let's get out of here before somebody comes along. She nodded, and before reaching down and opening the door a crack, she peered out through the opening. There is a large crowd. That makes it easier. All we need to do is walk out like we are, like we are exactly what we are supposed to be and blend in with the others. She took one more look before turning back to Lance. You should probably put your mask on, though. I see a majority of Galra, some other species as well but no humans, and definitely no former paladins of Voltron who might be recognized. Lance gave a dramatic sigh, pulling the mask that covered his face from the nose down. I know, it's hard traveling with a celebrity. Axa rolled her eyes as she pulled the door open and the two of them strolled out. Several heads turned as they exited the storm, but they just quickly looked away in disinterest. They followed the general flow of the crowd, walking along a wide hallway that continuously bent slightly to the right. The farther they walked, the more Lance's heart plummeted. This did not seem like like the, a place that would that they would were likely to find Keith or any captives for that matter. In fact, it looked almost like a weird alien version of a sporting event. There were small carts set up along the edges of the hallway, selling food and drinks, and the aliens milling around all seemed to be buzzing with that specific mix of nervousness and anticipation that would be revolved around a big game or match. His suspicions were confirmed a moment later, as he and Axa made their way to one of the open doorways situated periodically around the circular hallway. Rows of seats stretched down before them, leading to an open, dirt-floored pit in the center of of the wide, domed room. High walls surrounded the pit, wrapping around and meeting meeting to form a wide, flat platform on one end. 
This li- most likely this was for B- VIP seating. Lance guessed a device hanging from the center of the ceiling looked vaguely similar to a jumbotron. Brightly colored text scrolled across the screens, but it was in a language Lance could not read. Lance was about to turn toward Axa and tell her this could not be the place they were looking for, when her hand snaked around as she was suddenly pulling him off to the side away from and away from the crowd. Lance glanced at her, the confused frown on his face falling away as he caught sight of her expression. She was mumbling something too quiet for him to hear above the noise of the crowd, her eyes wide and frightened. Lance leaned in to hear what she was saying, because even though it looked like she was talking to herself, she had not released the bruising grip on his arm. Should have known. I should have known. So stupid. I should have. Axa. Lance started concerned. She looked up at him. Her movements were no longer that of the stoic warrior Lance was accustomed to. She looked more like a frightened child, despite desperate to find her mother. Fighting pits. I should have known. A sudden collective roar from the crowd drew both of their attentions back to the arena. Lance turned in time to see the large door sliding upwards at the back of the pit. Ten figures strode out, all carrying weapons, all clad in some form of armor, all playing to the crowd. Like gladiator pits? Lance murmured to Axa, but she must not have heard him over the deafening yells and cheers of the spectators. The ten contestants came to the stand before the platform, forming a single straight line. Lance hadn't thought X's grip on his arm could get any tighter, but he was mistaken. He flexed his hand, wincing as he felt her sharp nails dig into his bicep. He tried to catch her eye, to tell her she was about to cut off the circulation in his arm, but her unblinking gaze gaze was glued to the platform. A thunderous cheer drew Lance's attention once again to the spectacle before him. Everyone seemed so focused now, on the platform, as several figures made their way across the flat, open space. Lance's breath catched in his throat. Ansa's death grip on his arm, the only thing holding him back from dashing through the stands and scaling the towering walls, because in the midst of the Galra, soldiers striding along the platform was a small figure draped in a long purple robe that dragged across along the floor behind him. Keith. His head was held up high, and he walked with purpose, which gave Lance a fic- flicker of confidence. Whatever inner injuries Lance Keith had suffered from the explosion must have been healed, either in a pod or some Galwa technology Lance was not familiar with. From this distance, Lance could not see the expression on his friend's face, but he didn't but did not need to know. He knew that posture of Keith's shoulders. He knew that when he held himself in this way, the only expression on his face would be one of defiance and determination. For the first time, Lance allowed actual hope to bloom in his chest. Maybe this situation would turn out fine, after all. Keith was alive. He was standing right there before them on the platform. And he was alive! Everything else could be figured out along the way. He had been expecting Exodus to be smiling as well as when he turned to her, but if anything, her face was contorted even further with fear and anger. What's wrong? Lance hissed at her. He's alive. This is... We should leave. Lance gaped, not understanding, but before he could respond, Axel yanked on his arm. Lance, we need to leave. Now. You shouldn't have to see this. He tried to pull him away, and it took all Lance's strength not to, to resist her. He dug his heels in, gritting his teeth. What are you talking about? See what? And Axel wilted. 
In all the time he had known her, he had never seen her vulnerable and slumped like this. There were a handful of people in Lance's life who had who he had seen break in different ways. People with formidable, calm, and collected personalities, and each time it happened, it shook Lance to his core. The time his mom had yelled at him. The time they found Shiro clutching his head and shaking outside the empty pod where they had been holding Sendek. The time one of his middle school teachers had punched a hole in the wall when the class refused to settle down. The first time Keith had looked him in the eyes with shock and fear, glistening with unshed tears, after Lance let slip the time he had died for a few minutes, while Keith had been with the blade. And now Axa. Axa, who had been through more than Lance probably would ever know. Lance, the badass spy. Axa, the badass spy. Axa, Veronica's stubborn girlfriend who didn't quite understand sarcasm. Lance stepped forward, putting a hand on her arm and guiding her away from the crowd. I should have known, Axa repeated in a whisper. Why didn't I think this would happen? I wish he hadn't survived the explosion. Lance positioned himself in front of her as she slipped against the wall. He leaned forward, trying to appear calm and reassuring despite the rapid panic beating of his heart. He had no idea what could possibly be affecting Axa this badly, and he wasn't sure he wanted to find out. Axa, he said quietly, despite his trepidations. Please, tell me what's going on. She glanced up at him, wrapping her arms around herself. A surprised huff escaped her list. You really have your sister's eyes, don't you? So stupid. I never could resist him when she looked at me like that. Well, I'm not going to make out with any with you or anything, so resist it. Not like that! She rolled her eyes, slowly starting to return to the version of herself Lance was familiar with. She drew in a breath before expelling it in a sigh. The fighting pits are a gall are a Galra custom that have been around since before the Empire, except this is a very specific version of the gladiator match. She glanced over at the crowd before settling down at the start of the entertainment. I have been a part of the, this before. I was chosen because I was a half-breed. I stood in the place Keith was standing now. Her eyes were pleading as they found Lance's again. Lotor rescued me from a place like this. Why do you think I was so undyingly loyal to him? A voice sounded over the loudspeaker, welcoming spectators and participants alike, and they roared in and the crowd roared its appreciation. Okay, okay. Lance was trying to get everything straight in his head. But what, is, what is Keith Parts in this? Why are you so scared for him? Because there will be a winner. Night after night, there will be a winner. The winner will. The winner gets the pr a prize. Her fingers wound around Lance's wrist painfully as she hissed, "Keith is that prize." Lance stared at her for one moment, the words taking root in his mind. Then abruptly, he hand, he yanked his arm out of her hold and slipped through the crowd until he, at the top of the stands, overlooking the arena. His eyes found Keith on the platform as the crowd quieted and the announcer began to speak. We have a special guest with us tonight. Some of you have encountered him. Some of you have seen him from afar. But all remaining proud members of the Galway race know who he is. One of the soldiers standing beside Keith reached up and yanked the robe from his shoulders with a flourish. Lance flinched, seeing the heavy shackles binding Keith's wrist. The rest of him was bare of clothing, except for a small loincloth draped around his hips. The paladin of the Black Line of Voltron! The announcer's voice boomed throughout the arena. The crowd felt 
fell deathly silent for one moment before erupting in chaos. Lance's eyes were wide in horror as he listened to the cheers and yells, the hisses of screams and hatred. The crowd was roiling, seething, part of mixed emotions. It was one of the most terrifying things Lance has ever witnessed. No wonder Axel was so scared. Yet, in the middle of it all, Keith stood, eyes fixed on a point in the distance. Fast and impassive, face impasses, as if nothing, none of it bothered him in the slightest. That's right, the announcer continued. Win this match and he will be yours for the next f- six Vardas. Imagine the possibilities. Sworn enemy of the true Galran race. The half-breed son of the traitor Crolia. Protege of the accursed leader of the Blade of Marmora. One of you lucky contestants will have him at your mercy. The proud leader of Voltron. Not so proud now, is he? There is a, was a cut, chuckle over the speaker. Believe me, you will want to win tonight because if he survives to be offered at tomorrow's match, I assure you, he will not be in such pristine condition. Lance's stomach heaved and he whirled around, sprinting over to a trash can at one edge of the hallway. He tore his mask off just in time to empty the contents of his stomach into the bin. Axa had been right. He did not want to see this. He did not want to think about what would happen when the winner was decided. Axa's hand on his back was little comfort. He raised his head, tears in his eyes from his body's violent reaction of the reality they faced. We can't let this happen. His voice came out hoarse and desperate. We have to do something. There is only one thing I can think to do, and you are not going to like it any more than I do. What is it? I'm going to enter the tournament. I can win, and we can find a way to sneak him out of here. A spark of hope flared in Lance's chest once again. No, that's good. Why did you think I wouldn't? Lance can enter tomorrow's match, meaning one of the fighters down there right now is going to win today. The former glimmer of hope was dashed to the ground. Lance gripped her arms, his legs going weak. No, there has to be something we can do. I I can try to get on that platform. If I could get my hands on a gun. There are too many of them. You will die before you reach him. You know this. She hesitated for a second, then reached out and tentatively smoothed the hair out of Lance's face. He will be alright. He's one of the strongest people I have ever encountered. Of course he is, Lance choked. But this is different. And I don't think I am strong enough for this, he added silently. Lance tried to win the match, to watch the match. He really did. He tried to pay attention to what was happening in the arena, but his eyes kept straying to Keith standing on the platform. Every time his attention was drawn back to the fight with a roar of the crowd, a collective gasp or a cheer, all he could focus on was the blood splattered across the dirt of the arena floor. He saw the fighting numbers dwindling as one by one as they were taken out of their by their opponents. He looked at the fighters who remained, refusing to accept that Keith would be handed over to one of them like an object. He heard the announcer's voice over and over in his head. If he survives to be offered at tomorrow's match, I can assure you, he will not be in such pristine condition. The fight was brutal. It was intense and bloody and primal. Lance desperately tried to focus on anything other than the possibilities his mind supplied of what any of these fighters might put his friend through. There was one thing he knew for sure, however. One thought he could not drown out or push aside. They were going to hurt Keith. 
They were going to hurt him for six Vargas, even though Lance knew in his heart there was no way he could prevent it from happening. It didn't stop his body from shaking as the fighters dwindled from four to three to two. It didn't stop his heart from racing out of control as he felt lightheaded and nauseated. It didn't stop his feet from involuntarily moving to carry him down the steps, his body lurching forward, preparing to tear through the crowd, scale the wall, and leap onto that platform. Because with only two fighters left, he couldn't watch anymore. He turned his attention back to the fl- platform to see, in time to see one of the Gaurus shoulders soldiers stepped forward. He came to stand directly behind Keith, sneaking one hand forward to press it flat against Keith's stomach. It was the only time during the entire ordeal Keith reacted, trying to jerk away from the touch, swinging his elbow up to strike the soldier's face. Shackles around his The shackles around his wrist made the blow as easy easy to block. However, as the gulver leaned down, his hand dropping just a bit lower and as the other one came up to wrap around Keith's throat. He bent his head to whisper something in Keith's ear. Ansa's hand clamped around Lance's mouth, stopping the furious yell before it could escape his lips. She dragged him backwards with all of her strength as Lance fought her, slamming his back against the wall and pinning him there so he could not escape. His body was shaking because he because didn't she know this wasn't the time to be held back? His chest burned, his eyes stung, and angry tears dripped onto the hand Axa held over his mouth. Lance, you need to get it together, she hissed in his ear. Running in now is only going to get us killed, Keith included. He made a strained sound against the pressure of her hand, and after a moment she removed it, just far enough that if he made too much noise, she could easily muzzle him again. I can't do this, Axa, he gasped. I can't just let them... It's You can because you have to. Her yellow eyes held his, unwavering. No, you don't understand. His voice shook with desperation and tears. He doesn't... He doesn't like to be touched by people he doesn't trust. He jabbed a finger in the direction of the arena, his voice rising. That fucking Galras thinks he can just... Lance, she growled, eyes darting around quickly to see if they were drawing any unwanted attention. He lowered his voice to match her growl. He has no right to touch Keith like that. They're going to hurt him. His legs were shaking so badly, he would have collapsed to the floor if not for the support of her arms. He's going to be whichever contestant wins for six vargas, And they're going to hurt him. I can't do this. I can't let this happen, Axa. He's my... Something Lance doesn't have a word for. Something Lance wasn't quite sure he understood yet. He's my best friend. I can't let this happen. Axe's eyes held his for a long moment, as if she was trying to read his mind. When she spoke next, Lance wondered if she actually had been able to. Lance, he's not going to blame you. He will know what you did. You did whatever you could to get given the situation, and I know he will kill me if I let you run in there without a plan, trying to rescue him from a horde of Galra soldiers. She paused, her eyes softening into something sad. I joined you on this mission for Keith's sake, and yes, and Veronica's, but most of all, for you, and a little bit for my own. What do you mean? I'm here to keep you from doing something stupid and reckless, because if I get... If I let you get hurt, if I let anything happen to you at all, he will never forgive me. Lance stretched an arm out, his hand extending helplessly toward the arena. 
He's the one who will be hurt, Axa. He's the one who will always who always does stupid, reckless things and puts himself in danger. You're both stupid and reckless, but she sighed, her grip loosening on his armor. I'm going to say something, and I want you to not take it the wrong way. She released her hold on Lance's armor, taking a step back as she regarded him for in silence for a moment. I am glad I am here with you, and not Keith. I'm glad you are not the one standing on that platform while he attempts to rescue. Because I am able to stop you, I would not be able to stop him. Under normal circumstances, Lance would have taken that comment and filed it away to revisit on a day where he was feeling especially low and insecure. But here, in this moment, his emotions were too raw and exposed, his mind too agitated for him not to say exactly how her words affected him. Because I'm weaker than he is, he spat. Because he's smarter and better and faster than I could ever be. Because you think I don't care about him enough to... Because you are logical and rational when you need to be. Because you can actually keep a cool head and not let your emotions cloud your decisions, she retorted. Because deep down, you know trying to run in there, grab Keith, and getting back to our ship is actually impossible. Because you, you know we need a better plan than whatever your emotional impulse is currently telling you. Her lips pressed together tightly, and because, Lance, there would literally be no power in the universe strong enough to hold him back if he saw you standing on that platform. A deep, rolling, roiling anger replaced the bitterness in his heart. Yeah, and everything you said before the last thing doesn't matter because now I know what you really think. So let me make this crystal fucking clear to you. He strained up, anger burning through his veins, giving his body strength. He doesn't care me about me. More than I care about him. You have no idea how much I care about him. Axis straightened against the wall, her eyes meeting his fiery gaze with a channel with a challenge. Then prove it. Prove me wrong. Give me a logical plan on how we can get him off this planet and back home. Tell me right now how to keep everyone safe. Lance's fists were clenched so tightly at his sides, his arms were shaking, but he knew she was right. No matter how much he disliked that fact, he closed his eyes and tried to breathe deeply tried to rein his emotions and focus on the situation as a whole. He tried to think of anything except the image of that so- soldier's hand wrapping around Keith's throat. Okay, he breathed quieter now. You're right. Trying to reach him on that platform is impossible because we are literally surrounded by people who will try to stop us. He peeled his eyes open as the cogs of his brain began to once again turn him, turn with clarity. Thoughts connecting and falling into place. You said you would enter the match tomorrow. That is good. We can work with that. So the first thing we need to do is find out where to sign up. But I want that to be a fallback, okay? So we should we should also try to see where they take him once he leaves the arena. He held up one finger to primitively silence the protest he knew would follow his next word. We are going to split up, and before you say anything, just listen. You're a super spy, remember? They have to take Keith somewhere after the match, and you can easily shadow them without their knowledge. Maybe they keep him somewhere less guarded when the winner gets ready. Maybe there's a specific room where this prize is brought. You know, I said you've been in... You know, I know you said you've been in this place before, but this might be different from what you remember. So I need you to find out as much as you can. 
In the meantime, I will go find out where to sign up for tomorrow's match. I will enter us both. We will meet back at, in the spot in two verges. We will message each other immediately if anything goes wrong, or if we have relevant information. After we rendezvous, I will message the team and let me know what we have come up with. Fine, I agree to everything, except the part about you entering the match as well. Aren't you forgetting that I was also a paladin of Voltron? His voice was cold as he stepped past her, pulling up his mask. Aren't you forgetting that logically there are two of us, the odds of one of us winning increases? Or maybe you're just forgetting that I'm in charge of this mission. Go do your part and let me do mine. He took a couple steps away before reconsidering and turning back. I think you're also forgetting, he said with a wink. They have liter been literally toiling on a farm for the past two years. That's hard work, Axa. I'm ripped as fuck. Axa gave him a long, slow blink that illustrated precisely what she thought of that comment. Giving her head a small shake, she turned to go. They walked off in separate directions, heading toward what Lance hoped was the solution. Voices echoed through his head with each step he cut took, insecurities and doubts ping-ponging around his skull, images of the blood and violence he had just witnessed in the fighting pit. You know Axe is right. You're not strong enough. You haven't fought in years. Your plan is flawed. You're going to get everyone killed. They shouldn't trust you. You've always been the weak link. The thoughts pounced through his head, twisting his stomach into a tight, anxiety-filled knot. And with that anxiety brought the image he had also shut out, the gallows soldier's hand sliding down Keith's stomach. Fingers curling, curling around his throat, lips brushing Keith's ear as the soldier whispered something to him. Lance was self-aware to know that image would be added fuel to for his nightmares for years to come. Except, as soon as that thought entered his mind, something else pushed the image aside. A hazy memory took place. Lance was roused from sleep by a gentle touch on his shoulder. He opened his eyes blurrily, blinking at the image of Keith's face before him. Hey, man, he whispered, half-believing he was still dreaming. I'm really sorry, Lance, Keith whispered through the fog of Lance's mind. But could I sleep here? My, the nightmares are really bad tonight, and I... Lance was already shifting backwards on his small bed and patting the empty space he had created on the mattress. There was a moment of hesitation, and then he felt the bed dip. A warm body slid, slid underneath the blanket and settled in beside him. So close he could feel... A flutter of nervous breath wash over his cheek. Unthinking, still half asleep, he reached out, running his fingers soothingly through the soft strands of dark hair. You don't have to ask, you know, he murmured. The reply was quiet when it came. I don't want to be a burden. Lance let his eyes fully open, then, raising his gaze to his friend lying beside him. It suddenly struck him just how close they were, how his hand was still toying with the strands of hair around Keith's ear, how Keith had come to him when he felt scared. Keith sought him out for comfort. Keith was allowing Lance to stroke his hair. Keith was here, in his bed, lying inches away, and suddenly Lance wanted to pull him closer. He wanted there to be no space between them, no distance at all. Did I ever tell you, he whispered, you have beautiful eyes? He watched as Keith's eyes widened for a moment before settling back into a quiet fondness. He reached out and brushed the backs of his knuckles across Keith's, across Lance's cheek. You're still basically asleep, aren't you? He whispered. I'll try to wake up before you so you won't freak out when you find me in your bed, okay? Go back to sleep, Lance. Everything's fine. Lance chuckled quietly and he was already drifting off as he felt the press of a gentle kiss against his temple. 
It didn't matter if he was technically stronger than the alien fighters in that arena. It didn't matter if he wasn't a strategic genius like his friends. It didn't matter if no one else in the universe trusted him, because Keith did. He grabbed hold of the image of Keith's face in the darkness of his bedroom. Hair splayed out on the pillow, eyes gleaming in the dim light, a soft smile curving his lips, and he held on. It, he took everything he had witnessed and held it up, and held it against the image, letting the contrast feel his steps, letting one powerful, determined thought carry him forwards, because he would do anything to protect that face, because Keith was in danger and nothing else mattered. I'm going to kill them all. Thank you guys so much for listening to this chapter of Aretha's Fic, Broken Things. Again, you can find me on Tumblr at the Secret Fanny or just here on AO3 as Doopboop. And please make sure to go follow slash read the original fic by Aretha by on her AO3, which is Aretha, and you can also find her on Twitter and Tumblr with the same names. Thank you guys so much for listening to this chapter. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'll try to get the next chapter out soon, but since this chapter was two weeks later than I originally planned it to be, I don't know exactly when the next chapter will be out. So please hang in there with me, because I'm still busy, but I really hope you enjoyed. Thank you guys so much for listening.